This is Life School Podcast, episode number 130. Are you settling for irrelevant traditions and mundane religion? Well, the truth is, eternal life has already begun. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Thank you, Heath. It is super good to be with you again this week, and our awesome listeners. Yeah. Man. I continue to be so encouraged by the emails we get and stuff going on Facebook, and man, the last few episodes have just been a blast, and yeah. they've been great, and... Dude, David McDonald Super. last week again, man. Wasn't that fun? Wow. Happiness. Isn't it? It's a little weird when you're like, like, I'm a pretty smart guy. And then you hang out with David and you're like, he's better looking. He's smarter <laughs> than heck. He's funny. Kick my butt and cross Super it. Super nice. Yeah. If you like, follow him on Instagram, it's pretty much all him like gruff, gruffling yeah, over If you guys it. did not listen to last week's episode on happiness with episode author David McDonald. Yeah. You gotta. I mean, <laughs> that might be, seriously, it's got to go right in one of my top two or three episodes we've ever done. Sure. I mean, so. So good, man. Yeah. Wow. Just Thank you again, that. David. Brother. <laughs> hey, um, so today we're going to talk about how the kingdom of God is actually now among us and available to be lived right in now. even today. Yeah. Can, Heath, can you imagine if eternity is a lot like our current like religion and church services? It's going to be like really long. <laughs> It's like my grandma used to tell me, like, you just, you know, you wear your robes and you float around and you sing songs. Did she really say it? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. The Bugs Bunny cartoon version of heaven. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, is there any other options? <laughs> well, hell. <laughs> well, see, I mean, but partly because, <laughs> to use a big old Christian-y Bible word, eschatology, you know. There you go. Like, we, we just, we don't really know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Like, really? Because it's all allegory and, you know, I mean, there's descriptions, but it's like, wait a minute, that's not saying actually that, you know, anyway. And so we're all, you know, opinions are all over the map, but so like, we're like, oh, so what are we, we're left to think. It's probably a lot like church services. Yeah. like, no way. (laughs) Please no. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that song forever. I I never liked it the first (laughs) Except you're looking at your watch, like for what time lunch. And once again, we sound too like we hate church services. Like I don't. No, we love most of them. (laughs) <laughs> so today we're talking uh, about the kingdom of God, and one of the things we're hitting on is gospel fluency. Um, yeah, I mean, probably if our listeners follow us, they've heard that term before, Yep. right? Gospel fluency. This fluency is a word connected to language. Yeah, it's the ability to sort of understand sure. and speak into and understand and for yourself and others and speak good news into every area of life. But it's actually, it's such a big deal because our understanding of the gospel mm-hmm. Is, is basically how we see who God is. Yeah. And it's like what we think is going to happen for eternity. And and do we actually believe it started already? Or is it something we're waiting for? Because yeah. I've said it before, but for so many of us, our understanding of the gospel is so dinky, so small, so truncated, so not actually the gospel, that it was primarily about saying a prayer and then waiting for some sort of eternity to start or heaven. Yeah. And and there is heaven coming. And there is, we, we've already entered into eternal life, according to scripture. But it is so much bigger and such good news than just kind of waiting around for something. It's mm-hmm. now, man. It happens here and now, yeah. Yeah, and we, yeah, we've said this in many episodes, but it's the truth, and it's really at the core of why we even do Life School podcasts. It's because how does faith and the gospel and who God is and what's true of us now fit into all of life and every yep. area of life? And how do we grow in that, right? Because yeah. I tell you what, the way I was raised, 
and you know, I was born in the church and I still love it, but it, it wasn't necessarily a whole lot about now. Sure. <laughs> right. And so we're going to keep pushing that. Coming up, we're going to yeah. keep pushing that in every, every topic. And we're going to keep getting after that. The fact that eternity has begun, that the kingdoms now where it can bring heaven to earth and the gospel is the good news and the answer to everything. So, so when I first heard this concept of gospel fluency, you were yeah. talking about it and like, just like you did in the, in the concept of language, uh, where did this concept for you, it made sense because fluency and language go together. Uh, where did this concept come from uh, in your own life? Well, yeah, I think I think my my uh, friend Jeff Vanderstelt was probably the first guy to ever put those two words together, just okay. to give credit where credit's due, like this idea of, you know, speaking it with fluency. Thanks, Jeff. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Jeff. And um, and I'll tell you, like, as, as a bit of an illustration, I've, I've visited Eastern Europe many, many times and a lot of time spent in Czech. And okay. people who follow me might have heard me tell this story before, but um, I've learned a little bit of their language. I know enough, you know, I've learned a little bit, a little, little bit of Czech. Um, but when I try to speak Czech, I end up sounding more like a caveman, you know, <laughs> like I was just in Poland a couple of weeks ago yeah. uh, at the time we're recording this. I was just in Poland and just a little bit of holiday, working holiday. And, uh, you know, Czech and Polish is pretty close. Man, oh man, I tell you, man, I busting out what I got and it ain't great. It doesn't sound like good news. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I and I and I wonder if um, how we sound to other people when we try to talk about religion in the kingdom, and it's such good news. Sure. We're like, it doesn't sound like good news, you know. Yep. We try to describe our spiritual rhythms of life, or you know, our churches and all. They're like, doesn't sound that great. And and I think what it is is it's because we're not fluent hmm. in the good news and how it's good news for every area of life. We kind of have canned presentations sure. or a little corner of the gospel. We 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 understand truth. But it's so it's not the whole truth. Yeah. It's not the whole big gospel. It's it's like hey, that's part of the gospel. Yep, it is. Is it true? Yep. There's a thousand times more, a million yeah. times more. And so so it doesn't necessarily it's not fluency. You know what I mean? Like the way we sound to people sound a little bit like my check yep. to a Czech waitress or Polish I bartender. Might, I might know what he's talking about. I kinda think I know what he's saying and wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you were saying even just right here before we started recording about uh, a story with a motorcycle, right? And how that kind of plays into this <laughs> yeah unrelated but related right yeah. so um yeah check it out a few years ago um well six years ago to be exact okay no, no surprise there but um i i was i received the best gift i ever got in my life it was really really good news okay so uh, way back machine i've grown up riding harleys my whole life and yep. i loved them and i loved them and i um six years ago didn't have one because like years ago as a parent i had sold my harleys you know sure. and just you know braces summer camp you know yeah. shoes they haven't sponsored our show yet either so yeah no i know yet. i'm giving them some hit right anyway and you know i'm starting to i'm starting to really get the itch again and i'm going into harley shops on vacation and whenever i drive past one and i'm kind of ogling the new models and you know i'm buying the occasional magazine full of bikes and sure. all that right and uh man oh man so in like what was a jaw-dropping surprise for my 50th birthday. My son, little C, Caesar the fourth, right? He gave me a beautiful black and chrome Harley. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. He gives me this, this little bag, you know, with a couple of gifts in it. And there was a letter. And in the letter, he just said all the nicest things in the world about me. Like hmm. it, was, it was like every, you know, everything a dad would hope to hear eventually from his son. Sure. You know, hoping it was true. <laughs> but then he also said, hey, you gave me a love for bikes and Harleys and it's not right that I have a couple and you don't have one. And he gave me one. There was a title in there and wow, it's out in the garage right now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it was just amazing. Right. And I mean, I was proud. Right. And 
you know, other guys when I showed it to them were like, oh my gosh, that's, I can't believe it. And, you know, expressing their desire to join me. Wish I had a son that would give me a bike. You know, whenever sure. I tell the story, it's like, you hear this son? You know, <laughs> wish he was my boy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll tell you, um, it's been a few years now. Right. And, and I've had that bike and, and I love it. And so when I can't ride, because often that's the case here in the Pacific Northwest because yeah, sure. of the rain, you know, I, I like to just go out in the garage and start it. Huh. It's got two inch straight pipes. It's crazy loud. I mean, literally yeah. it shoots fire, turn the lights off at night and fire it up. Cool. I'll fire it up for little kids thinking, oh, they're going to like this. And they grab the thing and then they cry. It's so loud, <laughs> right? It's amazing. And, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I really enjoy looking at it and, you know, and shining it up and firing it up and all that. But, um, you know, over time you start to go like, man, it'd be great to ride this thing. Sure. Like it's way better to ride it. What it was intended to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I, you know, I can imagine the wind in my face and, you know, the sea breeze if I'm riding around the coast down here and all of that. And, uh, but, you know, just looking at the bike and remembering past moments of glory, you don't really do it anymore. Sure. Cause I, I've been, like I said, I've been riding since I was young and I, always want to get back on that bike and ride again that 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 thug 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 yeah. that harley and the engine and just for those of you who don't ride harleys you don't may don't know it but those of you do i know it. and i want to smell the exhaust and i want to feel it so like if you've been following me for a long time or even for a little while listening to heath and i in the podcast you you've heard us say that um our whole approach is to move beyond concepts yeah move beyond the concept of religion or concept of of the gospel and small momentary experiences or memories of the past don't get it for us hmm. just you know traditions because well that's what we've always done we want to really experience the ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> the exactly. wind in our face now yep and not just go and shine it up and talk about how great it was right yeah it has to be felt. so i mean that's how the gospel is too we have such ancient sort of small understandings of it. It's kind of like going out in the garage and just looking at it or like looking at pictures of like my grandpa used to ride, you know, it's yeah. like great. Wouldn't it be great to ride? Yeah. Wouldn't absolutely. it be great if eternity was now? Yeah. So I kind of get, uh, I, I get what you're saying. My question is like, why do you think this is so important for Christians to get? And, and the, the Harley part question, or the gospel part? The gospel part. <laughs> yeah. Every, every Christian needs a Harley is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so why is it so important for the Christian, for Christians to get this gospel and what do you think happens when we don't, or we think we do, but we might not getting the fullness of it? Well, yeah, great question, man. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of people think they get it. Yeah. And I'd say you probably get parts of it. I'm not here to tell everybody what they know or don't know. Sure. But um, see, the gospel proclaims that the kingdom is now, hmm. and it's among us, and it's available to be lived in. And this life, which can be experienced and enjoyed and offered to those around us, yep. is kind of like jumping on your first Harley. <laughs> okay. The kingdom will take you new places and it'll mysteriously change the way that you see everything in life. It yeah. shouldn't just be a slight upgrade. Being a Christian and living in the kingdom of God shouldn't just feel like a bit of an upgrade sure. or a promise of eternity one or something. It's, it's, it's kind of like that first ride hmm. and it, it changes everything. And that's why Jesus called it good news. The kingdom is about living and loving and leaving our purposeless and passionless quest for the American dream to just crazily and whimsically follow Jesus on his great mission to transform the lives of people on every street in our cities and in every home hmm. in our neighborhoods. But you know what? Most of us settle for memories and mundane religion and what could be and what if, and I guess it's just that way. 
and we know things about the gospel, and we've heard a zillion sermons sure. that are called the gospel, but we really don't know the gospel, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to speak it into every life, every area of life, and how it applies to good news, bad news, joys, right. pains. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the flooding, you know, that was going on. Episode 128. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, does the gospel speak into that? Yeah, it really does. So oftentimes, uh, the Western way of viewing things is such a personal, like, my own relationship with Jesus. It's not important for you. It's not your concern. It's me and God. Why do you think that this concept of growing in gospel fluency, uh, why do you think we need to grow in that personally, but also, like, in family and how that plays out in a community sort of life? Well, I'll have to answer it in a couple pieces, sure. but that's, man, you ran the nose with that. Well, haven't spent years like concerned about this and speaking to it and writing it and pastoring people who are asking these same kinds of questions and, and feeling the ineffectiveness of applying more traditional spiritual disciplines, right? right? I began to wonder how the apostles, guys like Paul and Peter, and the other disciples, how did they manage to live such transformed lives? Hmm. Lives that were not only personally transformed, like you're saying, right? Sure. But also changing the world and changing their oikos, their community around them, the cities they lived in. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm in favor of, and I found like super benefits um, from you know many of the more traditional forms of spiritual disciplines. Time in the Word each day, prayer. Uh, off and on, I've kept a journal. Sure. Um, even prayer walking and stuff, you know, just going around seeing need and, and talking to God about it. But those quote disciplines can easily leave you sort of, you know, staring at your Harley <laughs> hmm. instead of actually riding it. And starting with Jesus and his original disciples, people who have changed the world found a beautiful connection between spiritual disciplines and the vibrant life of God's spirit-led mission, and they understood the real gospel. Hmm. They were living out of the gospel. They had great, to use that term, gospel fluency. And that's why it's so important, because we're not going to change the world and change our communities and leave a lasting legacy for our families and our kids that they're just in love with God, in love with Jesus and his good news, if all we have to offer up is just tradition and religion. not going to happen. Absolutely, man. Well, the... the, uh there is some good news even to this podcast and that there is a resource out that has been absolutely helpful, not just for me, but it's been used by tens and tens of thousands of people over the last couple of years. Um, and what it is ultimately, it's an eight week guide to transformation in community that includes daily activities, but teaches how to grow in different areas, gospel fluency, gospel listening. I've used it in our missional community and everybody that has been in church for their whole life got massive amounts of goodness out of this, like new truths, new things being yeah. unveiled in their heart. I personally have loved it. I love the daily layout of it. Um, and it's called the Gospel Primer, and it's amazing. Full disclosure, you know, I was privileged to write it. Yeah. I actually said I didn't write it, I just wrote it down, because <laughs> like it was so shaped in community sure. and by the lives and words of so many people. Hmm. But full disclosure... Heath's tooting my horn, I suppose, but it's not really my horn. I just was the guy who got to write it down. Sure. And then Missio Publishing put it out, and it's been, yeah, it's been the craziest adventure to watch people all over the world use it. And Well, I know sometimes some of these thoughts are like, I remember when I first heard of Gospel Fluency, I wasn't even living here in Washington, and it was kind of this nebulous idea, and I wanted to figure out how to practically work it out, and I couldn't figure out how to do that, and at this time, the book wasn't out. So this resource has actually helped put some legs on it and some daily practices where I'm actually able to yeah. go oh, I do agree with that, and here's yeah. how I can actually start practicing. Like, here's yeah. how I slowly put one leg over 
the Harley bike. You know, yeah. Like this some is, people listen and probably go like, "Yep, been there, used it," and we've never got a bad review or a bad like, nah, nah, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you've not, I hope it's okay. Yeah. But I want to talk about it a little bit because Let's do it. it is there's some cool, exciting stuff coming that I'm trying to figure out. Like, okay, what else could I give people to really help them engage this and help sure. their people engage it? You know, like their churches or their their small groups and missional communities. But if it's cool, I just want to mm-hmm. talk about a little bit about that rhythm you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I would love to unpack yeah. that a bit. So the gospel primer is about learning how the gospel of Jesus Christ transforms first off your identity. And reshapes the very rhythms of your life. And that's why it's kind of eight weeks daily done in community with others. Um, Not like you have to live in the same place, but I'll I'll explain all that in a minute. But it begins to reshape our language and our identity and our rhythms. And it's about becoming so familiar with the power and the purpose of the gospel that it flows out of your life and words in normal yet pretty extraordinary ways. Now, when the gospel increasingly transforms your life and your perspectives and your priorities, then what happens is we become the good news to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like just in showing up, we do, because the gospel's leaking out of us. That's that gospel fluency again. And we become a living proclamation and display of who God is and the God that we love in his kingdom. And that's very different than just an invitation to an event. Yeah, That's the good news with flesh on Yep. That's what Jesus came to be, and that's who we are and get to be now. And the Gospel Primer kind of works us through that with some daily rhythms and eight different teachings, because it's an eight-week study, kind of, but yep. done in community, and it helps to establish that new language and rhythms and beliefs in your heart. Yeah. And what's great is it's quick-moving, but it's also not like, hey, let's sign up for a one-year program. It's like, no, eight uh-huh. weeks, anyone can do it for, for two months. Yeah, yeah. So, so without getting into too much detail about it, there's like, so there's seven days in a week, right? Of, of the eight topics, and I'll just share them real briefly in a second here. Here's how the rhythm of using this thing in community looks like. Sure. Okay. And then I've not found anybody where this is too heavy of lifting. No, no, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I just can't do it. It's too much. It's like, it's every day. It's like, oh, hold on, you know? <laughs> so the, the first day of the seven days, you know, every week follows the same rhythm. The first day is expiration. Okay. Okay. And... Um, it introduces you to the subject of that week, yep. something to do with gospel fluency. And like I said, I'll share those t- topics in a minute. Um, and it provides thoughts and stories and definitions to kind of help you get going in understanding that concept. So that's kind of what the first cool. day does. And then, like always, there's like there's questions that you kind of you engage in and yep. you write down and you journal. And this thing's beautiful. If people, people haven't seen it, it's like yeah. a piece of art. It is amazing. This gospel more than primer just like is like a art piece, right? It's beautiful. And so it kind of just keeps you flowing in the journey of answering these questions. Yeah. And it's not like fill in the blank stuff, like right or wrong answers. It's going to it's gonna expose your heart yep. and unbelief to yourself and all that. It's meant to. And there's Absolutely. only like, you know, four or five questions, you know, like on a day or something. But um, they're heavy. Second day is a meditation day. Okay. And we'll provide you with scripture and, and, and some uh, further ideas to soak in for a while to kind of take what you explored the day before, the new concept, yep. and and kind of meditate on the Word. What's the Word say about that? Uh, third day of the week is a change day, and that's where you start to get serious. Like, what does this idea and understanding the gospel mean for my life? You know, how would how would my life be different if I began to let it be changed by the gospel in this way? Sure. Uh, pretty powerful, right? So, and again, there's some questions for journaling. Day four is an action day. Because part of a new rhythm of life is a new rhythm of life, not just a new way of thinking. We're, our minds, our hearts are renewed, but day four is action day, and your heart's starting to change. You're getting sanded on a little bit by these concepts, meditation, yep. um, and uh, 
you know, the change day where you go like, okay, what could it look like? Action day, you actually get out and do something. You put you put some of these these things into practice. Hmm. And so we give you like pretty easy, but sometimes a little scary. Little yeah. Little practices to go out and try and do. Like the first the first, you know, some of the first ones just like go outside and notice this, you know. Yeah. Write down what you think, why this is not that way, or what you know what I mean? So it's not heavy, but you do actually have to get out and apply what you're learning. Sure. Day five is always community day. So the people that you're going through this simultaneously with in yeah. your church like if it's you're doing it as a whole church or if it's your small group or your missional community, um, you come together and this actually models. It's meant to be a model for like, okay, what would all of life look like if yeah. we were all on the same page, had the same fluency, the yeah. same language of the gospel? And you not only discuss what you've been learning all week, but sometimes there's additional activities that you'll do and kind of dig out together. Yeah. And that feedback and, you know, and sort of honesty with each other, it's pretty big. Yeah. The gospel sure. happens in community. Um, Day six is calibration day, and we kind of revisit the theme for that week, but from a different angle. Yep. Flip the lens on it. Yeah, we flip the lens. Exactly. And um, you kind of wrestle with the topic, again, allowing God to bring transformation from a different angle. And then day seven, we call it recreate. It's uh, the last day of our cycle, and it includes time to rest and reflect we call it recreate because it's like rest in God's completed work in this area yeah. of your life already. Because the good news is it's already been done. Yeah. And then out of that, you create and work and all that. So that last day is a day to like really just like savor the good news of the gospel and rest in it. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And so so that's kind of the rhythm, cool, yeah. man. That's kind of the rhythm of what you know, you'd experience if you were going through this. And each day, I would say... I mean, you've been through it. How long? Yeah. Each day is what? 15 minutes, yeah, maybe? 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Except for action day might take you half hour. Yeah. And then community day, we suggest getting together for a meal and working yeah, and through this. Yeah, we did it every, every week over a meal. And actually, one of the uh, one of the challenges is to make a meal together on one of those nights where everyone kind of brings some stuff. and Yeah, and that's coming later as we start to move into... Uh, so, like identity and the rhythms of yep. life and community. So not only is the gospel primer kind of helping you grow in your understanding of eternity now, the good news speaking into everything and all kinds of eight different ways to do this, but it's also starting to set up new life rhythms as a community yep. that sort of propel you outward. Yeah, which is Because it's pretty easy to be the navel-gazing small group that just That's studies the sermon yeah. outline from Sunday and so what do you know, what'd you get out of it? You know what I mean? But but what if we actually had to go out and live that yeah. and then give each other feedback and kind of call each other's unbelief? Yeah. That's what's going on with this. Yeah, you're right, man. So uh, there's eight weeks to this, even this gospel primer, and I remember having gone through it. It's amazing. You want to run through kind of what those weeks look like with the topics? Yeah, I don't want to get into crazy long stuff here because, you know, we'll have links in the show notes where people can check it out. And I got a pretty cool offer, some new yeah, cool coming stuff up. coming up. But so the first week is what is the gospel? Yep. And going to really expand how Let big me it. guarantee you, <laughs> if you think you know what it is, you're going to start off here and go like, well, might have had that wrong. Way bigger. <laughs> yeah. It's way bigger. Way better news, right? Yeah. Um, second week, we look at the story of God, and we kind of do a, a pretty quick fly-through of the whole arc, yep. <laughs> the whole redemptive arc of history, and how it speaks into our identity and our motivations. Hmm. Really, really fun. Um, then the third week, we get into like, okay, in light of God's story, how would you tell your own story? Sure. Sometimes call our testimony. Could we learn to tell our story in light of God's story? Yeah, you can, and it's crazy powerful. Fourth week, we flip that around. We go like, well, if my story fits that same mold of God's story, I wonder if everybody else's in life does. Guess what? Surprise, yeah, it, does. it does. And once you start to learn to listen through that lens, call it gospel listening, wow, man, now you start to know, oh, that's what the good news would be to that person. Yep. Or to myself <laughs> or my spouse or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
The next week we look at four eternal truths about God yeah. that when not believed lead to every sin. And in a few weeks, we've got an episode coming up where I'm going to even talk about that a little yeah, bit. We call absolutely. them the four G's and all. And I'm not kidding you, it'll change forever how you look at sin mm. and, and give you a way out of it. Um, then we're going to look at the power and the purpose of the gospel mm. in week six. And we're going we're gonna to look at both power and purpose. We call it the two lenses. Yep. And how some of us have been raised with only one of the two lenses, and that's why we don't understand the full gospel. And then week seven, you look at your identity. Where does our identity actually come from? Bible teaches we're created in the image of God. Sure. What does that mean? Like we got the same color hair or eyes or skin color? You know, like what's it really mean? Right. Theologically, how does it flow? And, and what does that have to do with the gospel? It's yeah. huge. It's, it's really the core of it. And then week, week eight, we look at uh, normal rhythms of everyday life and how the gospel begins to speak into those. Super practical, all broken down. And this is where, like you were already referencing, Heath, where we will do some things together. We'll create some things together, have a meal together, invite some other people involved in it. Yep. We get to practice sort of our story yeah. and all these kind of things. But really, it's, it's very casual and... Um, but powerful because and that's what it's we love intentional. About it. Yeah, yeah, in our even in our missional community, it was great because we're all learning together. You know, there's grace to go. I don't know what what's going on here, or we're practicing. It's like we're all trying to swim together. Yeah, and like learning yeah. what this feels like. And we used to do all this same stuff for years in our missional communities, Tina yeah. and I and others, but we didn't have it like in a cool little format and this beautiful yeah. like that's art cool. piece. So it was just like scraps of notes and a piece of that and a piece of this. And people were like, "Man, I want to reproduce this with others." And it's like, yeah. well. Here's a pile of notes, you know, you know, and so I'm so grateful for the gospel primer. And like I said, that I had the privilege to write it down yeah. and, and it's now available and so many people have used it. So, man, I hope that our listeners today go like, man, that sounds exactly what I need for my church, or my small group or my missional community. And it sounds like this is for everybody. Like it, I mean, I know I've raised in the church, thought I had a good grasp on stuff and this blew my mind and. I'd that, say if you've been in a small group or you have a missional community, but you're not feeling like it's really getting down to that real level of like, we're really doing life on life and we're able yeah. to speak the good news and sometimes even the hard truth in love. Yeah. How do we do that more? This is, this is for you. And I, and I'll say that I've been in a lot of small groups over the years, <laughs> not good ones always, sure. you know, and even missional communities that, that flubbed. Um, this is, if there's a, if there's a, a, you know, secret sauce, this is it. It's growing our gospel fluency so that, our fear of man, our weirdness, everything's offensive. Yep. I don't want to speak the truth in love. I don't want anybody really speaking into that. That's my business. That's not yours. Hey, those are my kids. All that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if that all changed? What if there was good news for all that? How would we really begin to live together? And then how attractive would that life and community look like to others? Yeah. How attractive would your church be if everyone really believed the gospel, lived out a kingdom, eternity now lifestyle increasingly? Because you're not going to do it in eight weeks perfectly, you know. Sure. But what would that look like? And talk about attractional church. Oh, oh yeah, man. man. It's beautiful. The church is people, and if people live in this way, people would be like what there's scripture that says, like they were violently beating the doors down to get into the kingdom. This is why. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah. This is so why. I don't know if I'm allowed to to reveal this yet, but we were talking beforehand, and there's some stuff you're even doing with this gospel primer that's pretty exciting. Some some new stuff that yeah, you're creating. I, Can we well, talk about yeah, that? Yeah, by the time this airs, by the time folks are hearing this, this is gonna be there'll be a link for you. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, I tell wanna, me about this. Yeah, I want to make this I want to make this even easier uh, for leaders who are busy as heck, you know, either leading a small group of mission community or like leading whole churches because we've yeah. had this happen where like a whole church has gone through the gospel primer and it's like a sea change, like it changes their culture. Sure. Like, because of course the gospel would, right? Yep. Um, and so here's, here's what I have just finished, you know, putting a bow on. I've created eight 
sermon outlines. So for each week of the Gospel Primer, a sermon outline that doesn't just kind of, you know, rehash what's in the Primer, but kind of takes a nugget out of it and focuses on it. It's cool. For the pastor to be able to, you know, t- you know, if you're a teacher or preacher, like just really deliver the goods on that. Mm-hmm. And you can either do it before your people go through it that week in the primer, or they just went through it that week. And now you go like, I want to highlight one aspect of something we discussed this week in community. It's cool. Right. And along with those sermon outlines, um, video for each week. So you can kind of throw up a little, you know, minute to two minute little video, yeah. uh, you know, part of your kind of sermon prepping on. It's just, it's just kind of a visual to kind of give you that. So what yeah. I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take a lot of the heavy lifting out. I mean, I know when I was having to like write up those sermons, like a lot of, you know, week after week kind of thing. Sure. And now I've come along a primo resource. It's like, but how do I tie these together? I wanted to make it super easy for leaders out there, pastors out there, preachers out there. They'll say, you know, what? I want to take my whole th- church through this thing. Yeah. And so here's the sermon outlines. You know, you put your own illustrations in, but it's all sure. kind of laid out for you. Here's a cool video. Make you look like a rock star. You put it up. And, um, and, and you know what else? It's free. And I want to give you a gospel primer for free. That's cool. Just for asking. So there'll be a link in our show notes yeah. that that I will send you a gospel primer. And it's beautiful. There's no digital version because this thing's like a work of art. And it's a journal. Yep. And, um, and the sermon outlines and the eight videos. And all you have to do is pick up like shipping and handling on the book. Okay. Like, Amazing. Like I, I'll give you the thing for free. I'll eat that. <laughs> sure. But if you can pick up the shipping and handling, so I don't know, it's like seven, eight bucks or something. I don't even know. And um, then we'll, we'll shoot that thing out to you. You get a digital file with your sermon outlines and videos and you get a gospel primer in the mail, like in a week or something. And the reason I want to do that is because I, I know when you hold that thing in your hand and you look over those outlines, you're going to go like, man, I, I want this from it, my yeah. group. I want this from my whole church. Well, we hear from pastors a lot that want to, you know, that have the question of like, well, I would love to make that shift to my church. I just don't know how to do it. And you go like, like, here you go, man. Here's, here's a leg up. I yeah. mean, it's Run all the your, gospel. You can, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's a like, sermon series. You can have all your small groups go through it. Everyone's working together. You got the videos. Same language. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. perfect. So I, I hope that's going to be another layer of help. Yeah. The primers are already a good deal in a sense of they work. They're yep. easy. Everybody can follow along. But I wanted, I you know, my heart's for, for leaders out there. And I, I wanted to just, man, leg up. So here's... Here's eight weeks where you don't have to like kill yourself to come up with a prep, something awesome, yeah. and, an, and then a resource that goes with it, and like I said, the videos and all that stuff, so yeah. Okay, so we're going to give people uh, the way to get that free copy here coming up, but let's jump to the big three because we're running out of time. Great. And you can, uh, we do this every week. The way you get it for free is by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 130. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 130. Caesar, what would you say are the big three takeaways that you want us to leave with right now? Yep. So in light of gospel fluency, big three. Don't settle for a canned, small, and limited gospel that's primarily focused on your afterlife and getting to heaven. Hmm. And don't just stay stuck there with your people, okay? Like, start to start to learn and proclaim and teach them a much bigger gospel. The gospel is amazing good news for every aspect of life and relationships today. And we like yeah. to say the gospel is the answer to every question. Hmm. So I want people to, to know that. Uh, secondly, believe that you really can learn to see and speak and experience the gospel in every area of your life, and that it will totally transform your personal relationship with God and others, and it can revolutionize your church and missional community or small group. Hmm. Like, believe that. Like, this isn't a bridge too far, and it's why we created this step-by-step baby steps over eight weeks. Um, you can do it. And that kind of leads to the third thing, um, like the action step here of the big three. Jump over to our website and pick up your free copy of the primer. Yeah, like, good. get it, get the sermon outlines, the videos, all that. Just, you know, check it out. And I think you will like 
Heath and myself and others who have found such great help in it and, yeah, it's and, been amazing. and kind of breakthrough, I think you're going to be blessed by it. Yeah, again, it's one of those resources where you go like, oh, man, I could tell my friends and until they experience it. They're gonna, you know, they're bombarded with resources. But this has been one of the most fruitful things that we've ever found to be in our in our missional community. All of us tracking together, some really deep stuff coming out, us working through stuff together, speaking the gospel to one another, change our listening marriages. To our, oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so to get that again, all you got to do is go to one two three lifeschool.com forward slash episode one thirty. That's one two three lifeschool.com forward slash episode one thirty. We're gonna give you the notes for this week's big three. Uh, we're going to give you the link to pick up your free copy of the Gospel Primer. Plus, that'll uh, also be on the site. If you just go over to yeah. the site, that same page, yep. we'll give you the. You can just directly link to that. Three lifeschoolcom forward slash podcast. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, we got to cut this one short. We're running out of time. Uh, next week, we're going to actually talk about how to stop sinning. It's something oh. that I just recently figured out how to do. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll show Good you how for I did you, that. Man. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we're going to talk about: Is it possible? How do we do it? Uh, Where does sin come from? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll dig Let's all that out of that. All right. If you're if you're enjoying this podcast, join us on our Facebook group. All you got to do is go to the search bar on the top and type in Life School Podcast. Growing community of people there, commenting, going a little bit deeper with some of these uh, podcasts. Uh, and then if you're enjoying the content, if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes, if you subscribe, you'll get every Monday morning, you'll wake up to a new alert saying there's another podcast hey, ready for you. Rate this show with lots of stars. And then also if you write up a short review for us, uh, it helps us. Uh, not only we might even read your review. Yeah, we've been doing that lately. Yeah, we might read your review. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're so encouraged by that. Yeah, it helps us get the podcast out to other people as well. So, next week, how to stop sinning? You're going to want to hear that one. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, visit one two three lifeschoolcom forward slash podcast. <laughs>